0: Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr.
1: We provide bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to feed your soul, expand your awareness, and free your mind to help you create a more beautiful today and a brighter tomorrow.
0: Join us in our magical kitchen as we serve up another high-vibe snack for your soul. Welcome to another episode of Bites of Light, Snacks for Your Soul, and today we have a Beautiful artist that we would love to share with you. Her name is Punan Mandalia. She is a teacher of shamanism, a Reiki master, yoga teacher, and a visionary artist. That she's going to share some of her art with us today.
1: Welcome, welcome. Thanks. Welcome. It's so lovely to have you here.
2: Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Honestly, I'm so I'm grateful, but so excited because I'm feeling you both and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Ooh, like, You know, there's so much energy with you both, and just thank you for having me.
0: Yes, well, thank you for reaching out. You know, that is the Jaguar way, after all, you know, and (laughs) when I first found you and started following you on Instagram, which is where I found you, you were called the Jaguar Shaman. And that Mm. spoke very deeply to my soul, because I have been in, you know, an apprenticeship with the Ruiz family for years and years, and through one of my fellow sisters I found you and it's been years that I've been following your work and watching your transition and sending love and wow. energy your way yeah you didn't know that
2: <laughs> oh my god I didn't I didn't oh my goodness you've been watching the jaguar she didn't even know and I'm a, I'm a black jaguar too I didn't even know so.
0: yes that's why I, I saw you I, I, I saw you <laughs> And so it was very, very auspicious that you chose to reach out and you know connect through that jaguar medicine. So I, when when your message came in, I was like, oh yay, it's time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I absolutely. Yeah.
0: So you're going through a transition now. Why don't you? How did how did this come up? Because we know in shamanism and and in this work we do shape-shifting is a thing and when we really choose to do our work and dive deep sometimes new timelines pop up and it sounds like you're right in that transition time where you're stepping into a new mission so tell us about that
2: oh god I'm feeling it now like in my skin as I'm as I'm saying it but yeah absolutely I feel like the last four months, I've been skipping timelines. I've just been quantumly pink continuously. And it's happened in in harmony with a lot of change. And I don't mean hardcore, like how we know it in the sense of like total rebirth, because I've, I've had that prior many, many, many times, but good change. Because I know a lot of the times we hear about, oh, We're going to, I've gone going for a rebirth and it's so traumatic and I'm not saying that it's not, but I just want to highlight actually it's with ease this has happened. And it's to my surprise because I know for me, I'm really critical of myself and I really had to let that go. So if I, and in a nutshell, it was actually that narrative that shifted me completely because I lost all of my inflammation in my body. I started working in my, with my body again. I started moving. I started training. And I was so blocked with my physicality for a long time. And it was through many things. I don't know where to begin. Do you want me to dive old? Oh, how how yeah. deep do you want me to oh, go? We always, we
0: always dive deep. So whatever you feel comes up, let's hear it.
2: Okay. So about a year ago no more than a year ago so me and my partner decided to move to mexico and we were living in tulum roughly six months and of course the land of the hagua she called me and i knew oh my goodness i'm going something's going to happen here and when i went there i felt like i was drowning i had had a lot of panic attack around the water I saw my past life with me drowning there. I saw myself with my partner watching me drown there. All of the nature was resisting me. So the mosquitoes, I got infections, I got inflamed. And it was all to do with grief. It was all to do with my father's line and kind of retrieving this aggression. And there was a conflict. I found this ancestral conflict of my mother and father's side come up in my physical reality as a conflict in on the land of mexico and that's when my grandmother from my father's side passed and it was that grief that led me to a place of really a a deep despair and we decided to move back to london best decision we ever made actually route back here and then slowly slowly i realized these narratives that I was playing in my life and how the next leap of my life wouldn't be doing what I was doing. And I, I had to let that go. I had to let the healer me go. I had to let the teacher me go. I had to let any light worker version of me, any label go and come back to what it meant to be me, Puna Mandalia, the, the daughter of Dina Shinsara Mandalia born in East London, as a British Indian, like, even those things. And I just found that I had been suppressing my art, the the biggest dream I'd ever wanted in my life, the biggest mission since I was three, because I was grieving my granddad since I was 14. And it all came about when Spirit gave me a reindeer drum for my birthday in January, and I received the drum. And I had felt I heard the call from Spirit saying, okay, now, now you're gonna start painting the spirit of the deer on canvas. And I share the same birthday as that granddad who I who I, who I was suppressing my art from because I was, I'm still grieving him. And I drew her and the moment I finished her, my drum broke and I hadn't even used her. I'd only used her twice. She, she was laying. And she broke and even there's a company or well, a group of beautiful shamans that make the drums and they were like how how did she break so quickly <laughs> like uh, we think you are one of the only people who had one of our drums that broke so quickly and I said well I, I feel like I I felt fa- oh I took her out of the drum put her on the canvas and her role was very much this reindeer warrior goddess of really direction and way showing and she showed me through that canvas and it began literally all of this time walking quantum leaping timeline jumping releasing inflammation everything shifted my body shifted my mind shifted and here I am now looking to rent an art studio and in August that's it It's happening like I am going full whack, and it's not that I don't love the medicine, but it was the call of hang on, you don't just have one purpose in this life. In this life, you're always co creating this purpose, and I'm now channeling the disease through my art. I'm now channeling other people's animal guides through my art, and I can help people through my hands now. In, in how I've always wanted because I give Reiki and, you know, I do a lot of light language, but this feels so deep to my ancestry. And I guess, the, sorry, I know I'm going on a lot, but hey, you're interviewing me, so this is great for me. I love it. My family, I'm Indian and we come from Gujarat and the caste I come from, we're tailors and all of my family, pretty much the artistry has come down the family line. And I felt this deep connection to my granddad and his granddad and how they loved using their hands. And my, my granddad was ambidextrous, fantastic artist. I'm ambidextrous. So much of my family have are just incredible with their hands. And I just went back into that timeline and I saw how they just couldn't do it because of these blocks and trauma and my great granddad, he was bought as a slave and he had to become a tailor and how all of this passion like even from my mum's side, because they're tailors too, they had this dream of sharing their art and none of them did it. None of them. And I just thought, well, now's the time for me to step in and do it. Quite literally just do it.
0: That's beautiful. It mm, that is amazing. It's a big journey you've been on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad I'm not inflamed anymore. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, had, I had a lot of inflammation in in, in November and I, I had got tonsillitis. And my partner was like, But I mean, you hardly ever get ill. I can't believe we're in the hospital and you've got this really bad infection. And I'm like, Yeah, I know, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, just the reflection back, like going to Mexico and Spending that much time there on that land, we know how powerful those places are. You know, one of our homes is Teotihuacan, which is the other pyramids that are farther down, and it's we we know that energy when you walk on when you walk on that, especially when you go with intent. You know, (laughs) the universe is going to meet you there and and give you exactly what you needed. And and when we're powerhouses, when we can house this much energy sometimes the baseball bats real
2: <laughs> oh yeah I mean I had no idea what I was gonna be in for honestly yeah. I just, it just it was so it was so red that's the only way I can describe it it was just yeah. so red you know
1: yeah well uh, we we ask for whatever is going to serve our highest good and then the more power personal power that we carry the more the universe can bring to us right the more we're capable of handling it can bring to us so we as we gain our personal power we continue asking bring me whatever is is best you know best for me serves my highest good and it starts coming in these massive ways right and then sometimes we go oh that's not exactly what i asked for but you know it can hit in a way that we you know it's not always so you know so kind and gentle sometimes it's the lessons can be challenging but I love that you said that this transition is not painful and hard, that it's, that it's been flowing. It's kind of flowing with, with ease more now.
2: Absolutely, and I, I hear you on that one because that was so big for me in terms of feeling at ease with what's dying around me now because, and it's not dying, but it's growing. Mm-hmm. and I think that's the, the biggest takeaway I'm finding with how I'm now rooted and deeply, I would say, learning the ways of some of my lineage like I wasn't before, and in that transition, in, in this way of kind of working, because I'm working with herbs in a different way now, I'm working with the trees in a different way now, and mm-hmm. work working with the animals in a different way now, I'm working with the deceased a whole lot more. And that's the funniest thing because I, I realized how I was so resistant to be shown the direction. And that's why I manifested such a hard knock because I'd asked for it so much, but I was still resisting it. It was like, right. yeah, I want it, but no, I don't really want it.
0: Right. So the biggest
2: thing. It was, it was like a piece of humble pie, right? It was like, okay, come on, ego, I see you. Like, are, are we gonna do the same dance or are we gonna actually become friends again?
0: Yeah. And I think that that is a perfect, are we, are we gonna dance or are we gonna be friends? Because it can be soft and easy and flowing if we surrender, right? And I think the more work we do and the more we feel safe to surrender, then, yeah, we can walk through our transitions with more joy and that surrender peace in the beginning, that resistance and that that warrior fight is there, and you know, speaking from my own experiences, yeah, it was hard, but now, accepting what is and allowing the surrender and show me the next step, show me the next step, show me the next step. I like you said, w- when you ask and then resist it's still hard so yeah it, it is a continual journey this this shamanic path that we choose to walk
2: <laughs> yeah oh my god absolutely and it's I, honestly i just i kept asking myself i was like when did i become so complacent again um, you know i like because i i you think think that you're flowing and this is just some inner monologues that i used to have and i used to be like but i was flowing then and then you realize no but were you really flowing because you were still resisting in some way right and i i guess it's this kind of i know for me anyway it was a lot of trauma that came up actual trauma that that was stored in my body and it was through somatic movement and real hard physical training that it's really helped me I have to say but it was it was still that it was this kind of we can't get complacent even when we're flowing and I that's just my message to me like that's what I had to learn it's like well it doesn't matter what good you're helping other people if you're still complacent and if you don't, if you're still not loving yourself to the same degree, it doesn't matter how much you're shining, you're still going to face that resistance in some way or form. And for me, it came up in so many areas. Oh, my God. And at a micro level, which I thought it was, but it was huge when it when I opened that door. But I guess that's the journey, right? And the Jaguar journey, she's, she's rough, man. She's rough. <laughs>
0: oh yeah that 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 is not for the faint of heart to call in black jaguar
2: (laughs) she came in i remember coming back to london and she came she was there she's like i've been with you since you were in mexico i know you were traveling with other jaguars but don't forget i'm here right now in front of you like i and I, i remember going on walks in london when i first came back and i would see just see the image of the black cat and the jaguar all the time, as in not just visually in 3D realm. I mean, like, see these. And I just thought, okay, this is a big, not a big alarm signal, but it's like, uh oh, Mama Jaguar is here. Mm-hmm. She, she's fierce now because she's showing herself and she means business for me. She means so much business when she shows herself like that. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this is gonna be great, but let's start the adventure again, basically.
0: Yeah, well, I felt her when you reached out when when I got your message. Okay. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, here she is."
2: <laughs> how did she? I'm curious. How do you feel about the jaguar? Because for me, I mean, I guess I've been writing about this a lot, and it's how the jaguar is really teaching us how we can't force ourselves in any capacity, not even in the most simplistic form or the most complex form. And I I just laughed because I thought, oh, my God, like this is literally me right now. I'm transitioning because I've been trying to force, still trying to force, even though I didn't feel like I was forcing. And it's like when when it comes, it's like, well, I have to, it's almost like, uh, can I become more courageous? That's
0: that's the question I guess that's around me at the moment. Yeah, I I believe that. Well, and not just me. This is it's ancient. Like jaguar medicine is very powerful. It, it you know that that was the warriors that you know the Aztec warriors carried that medicine, and it is all about action, and but it's that stillness and that stealthiness of waiting and. You know, that's what cats do, even even not just the jaguar, but all cats. It's that stalk and pray, stalk and pray. It's that stalking and knowing when the green light is there to take action. And, you know, our our teacher, Don Jose, talks about, he also carries jaguar medicine very deeply. And he talks about in the 3D world, like when you said you were seeing when you were walking in London, he he calls it the concrete jungle that once we want, once we inhabit and embody jaguar medicine we take that medicine into the concrete jungle which is the third dimension Ooh. so i'm
2: just i'm just feeling that in my root. And yeah i can really feel that because i feel so much resonance with that in so many ways not just in the words but just the whole beingness of it because it is true i mean if i if i look at myself in this human form and i think i've lived in this life for 36 and a half years but i genuinely i mean i i i lived a very corporate life i've had many lives in this life already i was very not jaguar until i became or learned i'm still learning right i'm still learning i'm walking the path of black jaguar and I can see how I'm turning into that mama black jaguar more and more and it's so and it is like that for me because a lot of my students and my clients ask me like so what's your life like and I'm like like normal life at the beginning when I first started giving and I and I and I was told I'm ready and I started giving ceremony it was very much like, oh, can I, can I live in this world in this way and hold this medicine? Yeah. And it was this kind of seesawing of, but how, how will I appear? Like, is it, is it possible? Can I, can I bridge? And now it just feels so much better because even though I'm seeing and I'm, I guess I'm now through my art, Channeling what I see in my day to day life, it's so much more fun because now I'm the Jaguar who's playing and I love it. I love playing, yeah. So, like, for me, now I'm like, I because I'm a little person, I'm only five foot two and a bit. I'm now like the little black Jaguar in this 3D world in London, and I just, and it's amazing because it's like I'm in the jungle all the time. And I have woods near me and I love them because there's so many deceased where I'm living in London, in this part in the southeast. It's old, I'm in an old Victorian house. Really a lot of like old vibe here. And I have woods five minutes away from me. And there's so much long grass there at the moment. Oh my gosh. I And yeah. you can just sit in the long grass. And I can watch everyone go by and no one knows I'm there because I'm a small person and it's just the best ever.
0: Yeah. You no,
1: know, I think that's a, a very good point. Like we we when we talk about jaguar medicine, everybody takes it so serious, like stalking and the praying and the pouncing on those things <laughs> that come up. And it's like, but we forget that if you observe cats of all types they love to play they love to play they love to wrestle around and and so if we're gonna if we're gonna take part of it we got to take all of it all of it don't don't just take the bits and pieces that are work and Mm. and then make it like that's what it has to be like the medicine is the whole animal not just little bits and pieces so I love that incorporating that that cat-like play into that jaguar medicine is huge that's something that that we've really dived into lately is especially in shamanism we are so we get so caught up in the shadow work the dark diving into the shadow dealing with the traumas you know digging out the roots and we it starts to turn into a job that has for what like what am i doing all this work for and we forget that the fun side is there the inner child the play and we're really starting to shift our focus towards the play side of the work. Like, yes, we when the shadows come up, we can't ignore them, but we don't need to walk around day in and day out looking for shadows, looking for the roots that we need to do. They will find you. We can have fun <laughs> and be open and deal with them when they come.
2: Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's so important what you said there, because I think we can become so addicted to the shadow work like we're working on any spiritual lineage and you know we've been doing it for some time we've been opening we've been expanding we've been purifying you know we've been shifting and it's like well when are you going to get to the point where you are actually embodying the lightness that you started this journey with right because i laugh and i think about When I first started opening, I'm going to call it my eye region, I don't know, region. It was like, I I would see things all the time. I was so clairvoyant. And then it stopped. And it didn't mean like I wasn't, I was still hypersensitive. I was still channeling, seeing all of that good stuff. But it was more a case of, why did it stop? And then I stopped asking that question. And now I'm so clairvoyant. And it's because I'm playing, Great. quite literally. It's because I'm having a good time. And I don't know if you're into human design, but one of my dear friends, and I'm going to give her a shout out because I love her, her name's Annie Turanen and she did my human design reading and I just love her. She, I'm a pure generator. And she's like, yeah. Punam, you're like a spider. And I'm, I'm a fixed identity, basically. It's like, I'm like, I know who I am. It's like the jagger walks in, you know, she's there. Yeah. And I don't realize it, but other people do. But it's like, like you're like this, like this solar beam, and or a spider. And she's like, all you need to do is create; everything else will happen around you. So just keep playing, just keep playing. And that, for me, I fell into this real like old oh, jaguar. I'm a protective mother mode, where I'm just hunting all the time, and it was horrible. It became so. Primal in a good way, but primal in a way where I became addicted yes. to being attached yes. to why I called myself the Jaguar Shaman in the first place, which was not good. That's why I became complacent. Because yeah. now it's so nice to actually feel that cat like energy again, feel that playfulness when it comes to any of this work. Because is it really work? Aren't we just all the same anyway? Like, aren't we all just here to just play and just be ourselves
1: and that's it absolutely
0: well and I think in the beginning when people are learning about awareness like when when you first step onto this path and you learn about the stalking and and you know you learn how to be aware of your unconscious patterning and all of that it it like we said it it can become an addiction I used to call myself a (laughs) stockaholic, you know because that's
2: why stalking it?
0: Well, well a stockaholic like you're always stalking why you're doing those things, stalking your unconscious patterns. Oh. The jaguar stalks. So, in in our tradition, in the Toltec tradition, that's what they call it. You stalk your energy lines. You mm-hmm. you you stalk those unconscious behaviors to figure out what the root was, so that you can unravel it and set it free. And so, mm-hmm. I started calling myself a stockaholic because. I couldn't, I couldn't get into the play. I was so busy trying to clear myself out. And then at one point I said to my teachers, okay, well, I've, I've cleared it out. Well, now what do I do (laughs) now? What, like, what, what's the next piece now? I I did the work. I've cleared out that trauma. I stocked it until it's dead. Now, what do I do? And then it was the fill piece, the joy you know, so in the beginning, yeah, you do have to clear out some of that energetic debris so that you can let the light come in. But there is a delicate balance. When do you stop stalking and allow that joy and that light and to come and live from that light space where and, you know, in the Peruvian tradition, we are considered the children of the sun. Letting that light come in and living from that childlike space. Well, what do children do? They play. They play they create they use their imagination they are the closest to the sun that is that that direct ray of light connects you to source so the fact that you've transitioned out of that and are now in that play energy like that's where creation comes from that's where your channel is the brightest and the biggest and i'm just so excited for you for this next piece
2: thank you and thank you for sharing that cuz opened something to me because it actually clicked something in place for me a lot you spoke about the tradition and how they call it stalking and I come well my family I'm Gujarati and we basically in our in our culture in know our, our kind of community we don't have a word for shamans that are born because my family like I come from a line of if you want to call it Gujarati shamans but through my bloodline but it's we call it something called mataji and it's it's instead of stalking we call it seeing okay so for example in my in in our culture like for example when my mom speaks to my aunts and her family they'll say oh punam gets mataji so basically what they're saying is i get a channel in I I go to an altered state of consciousness and then they use another term saying, and it's called joy and joy means she sees or basically sees. So, you know, how you describe like the stalking and how you continuous, continually stalking that word means looking, but not looking in the way that we know in English, but it's like stalking and observing all the time. So it's like you become the psychic investigator yes. of everything.
0: Yes. Right.
2: So I really like that because I didn't know that, and it thank you for that because it really just clicked into place. I kind of felt the same energy of when you said that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's why I love doing these podcasts because translating everybody's language because we're all doing the same thing. You know, we're all channeling Yeah, stuff, yeah. right. And you have all these traditions yeah, that have yeah. used a certain different language. We're just translating the same thing.
2: Yeah, but that, but the, isn't that what's so like? It's so amazing. I just yeah. find it so amazing. For example, like we've aligned, and you, I had no idea. Like you, you had Finny to the Jaguar. Like it feels so. I don't know, it just feels so like honoring for me that you've been following my journey for that long. I only found you recently and I'm like, oh, Mama Jaguar's been for another Mama Jaguar has been following for that long. It's so cool for me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so it's it's part of that play. It's fun. It's fun when synchronicities come up. It's fun when you meet people that you align with without having to put Mm. any effort in, when they just manifest into your life. That's the joy, the fun. Yeah, yeah playing and we don't have to try so hard yeah we can just have fun and enjoy life
2: can i ask you a question absolutely yeah i have to ask you angel because of the jaguar how are you how are you working with the jaguar now as in like how do you feel about her in you when i you know what i mean when i say in you how do you feel about her now yeah it's transit changed
0: Yeah, it's, it's transitioned. I'm actually writing a book about it right now. So this is kind of cool that I can process a little bit of it. When I first met Jaguar, it was in a dream and she tried to kill me. She tried to eat me. And I didn't understand. That's the first time that I'd had an encounter with a spirit animal that was vicious. That it, it, it wasn't there to help. It was like literally trying to kill me. And so that, 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 challenged so many of my agreements, it it literally hit me so hard. I was like, okay, well, if that's not real, and if this is how animal medicine works, what else isn't real? What other agreements have I made in the metaphysical realms that now I need to challenge? And so I just went on a, and this was a long time ago, 2017 or 16, I can't remember. And so today, after, you know, working through the Toltec tradition, doing my own work, now mama jaguar is my protector there's a fierce respect so for me it's it it. she helps me hold that respect for myself respect for others the word respect just keeps circling in my head that that respecting that powerful energy so yeah there is there is a, a reverence and respect are, are the words that come up for me when i think about Housing that energy,
1: and and I would translate that as that's divine love, right? I mean, what is love except for respect and and compassion?
0: Yeah, and and there's fierce. It's fierce. It's fierce as well. And I think that's where the respect comes in, knowing that, you know, my my, the beginning of my journey with Jaguar literally was life and death. That. Death was on the table in that moment for me. <laughs> and so I'm not scared, but I'm very respectful.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It deeply resonates with me. Yeah. When she first came to me, it was also on the table for me, but in a slightly different way, kind of with my physical body. Right. Because I had a lot of physical illness, but I also was in a very abusive relationship. And so I, I, I also have this respect for her because when she came in, she came in almost not to rescue me, because I respect her too much. I know she didn't rescue me, but it was more more than that, you know? It was that, hey, can you can you love yourself now? Can you can you see the power in me that you can embody in yourself and that everyone can embody? And that that was so big for me because so much changed but but most of all like you said it's that love for the self of like hey can i protect myself can i protect other people but can i show other people how to protect themselves exactly and can we all embody this power when we don't we're not so afraid and it's okay if we are but can we walk with fear rather than try and resist it or stay with it can we actually become friends with it and use that power for good rather than just throw it away or imagine like it's not there or i don't know create some other crazy narratives so i feel
0: well you did say that that she had helped you with courage and i think in the beginning when you know i was being growled at that was the message the very first time that i met her was get out of your own way
2: Mm. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. There was this there was this piece of self-sabotage and, you know, the lack of courage and the growl was a wake up call. That, you know, we 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 do tend to limit ourselves and hold ourselves back and and get out of your own way was was one of my statements that I said that whole year. Stop holding yourself back. Stop getting in your way like that. That was a big message back in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So holding that respect to not allow myself to get in my way. <laughs> like you said, you get into that complacency space, right? Where it's, you're not walking the edge anymore and and mm-hmm. you get into that comfort zone and then you do become complacent.
2: Absolutely. And then you forget about respecting yourself in the most smallest of ways. Right. And giving yourself that time and grace to integrate you know and for me it's it's been a lot of hey put on you know you are you're working you're giving your energy so much but remember the respect that you you hold of the work don't ever forget that and then second of all remember the respect you have for yourself to give yourself that time not just the play time but the rest time and the and the time to really understand what's happening around you because when we're hunting it's quick right it's like mm, fight or flight anxiety or right. danger or problem solving or whatever but what about everything else like is everything okay is your family okay are you keeping your connections and to me that's very much how i was when i came back to london it was like well I don't want to feel isolated anymore. I, I want to see the people I haven't seen for a long time in my community. I want to know, like, I want to make sure that my family unit is okay. Things like that, because I feel like even that complacency it kind of dissolves and seeps into these, that world too. Yeah. Because as much as, I don't know, as much as we can give healing, why do we start the journey anyway to become better humans for other humans, right? Yeah. So for me that that was a big kind of knock because when I was in Mexico I missed my family so much. So much and it was just a big wake up call to understand people. Not just like I'm talking about people in general but also when you live on a different land you get to see different cultures and you see how they work with their shadows and you see You or I I felt the polarity of the land and you can feel how we're all just walking with our shadows in different ways and with each other's shadows too that's the thing right we're always walking with each other's shadows too so it's like are we actually trying to better ourselves because we want to help people or are we trying to better ourselves so we can say that we've bettered ourselves
0: right
2: and that was that is what i saw a lot in tulum actually a lot in mexico many faces of mexico but i saw that a lot this illusory kind of aspect of life where it's kind of like we're in this culture at the moment where we have to remember that this work isn't about me for example and for anyone listening and I hope you guys don't mind me saying because it's deep in me I just wish to express this but yeah. we don't do this work so that we can come on a podcast and say hey I'm doing the work right you got we it We do this work so that we so that we can feel so much love from everyone and so that we can help other people remember and realize that it's there for them too. This mm. creative potential is there for them too. And that no one's better than each other. And we're here to help other people. I mean, it's it's not glamorous. I mean, there's, there's a word I always, always quote this. I don't know. recently, since I've been really in my body, is that healthy? being healthy isn't glamorous. <laughs> being healthy isn't looking a certain way. Being healthy isn't, oh, look at my pristine skin. I know that sounds silly, but it's not. It's real. Being healthy is actually loving yourself. Being healthy is knowing that you you can be conscious with what you're digesting, with people and places and food and movement and what you're giving. And are you actually trying to help someone because you're validating yourself? Are you on a spiritual path because it's a label for you or are you here because you are genuinely trying to serve people and i feel like it happens to everyone anyway all the time no one's perfect i'm not perfect but it's it's that it's that hey i'm it's, it's not an identity this path is not meant to be an identity and that's kind of why I let the Jaguar Shaman brand go if I'm honest and it's still there in terms of you know for the sake of people knowing that I carry the medicine which is why I called myself that in the first place and I was guided to actually (laughs) that's the funny thing and in that timeline and I I thought I'm gonna keep my old podcast the Jaguar Shaman because I have amazing guests on there and they, they just gave so much wisdom and I don't want to kill that because I can be very Phoenix-like and I can destroy whilst I grow. And I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I have a lot of dragon energy. I work a lot with Sekmet. I have a lot of lioness energy too. So then that comes in, it can be very fire. So I've been learning how to really work with not destroying when I'm creating something new and being okay with taking the time archiving and allowing the goodness to stay so that more goodness can come because it's everywhere it's abundant so why do we have this need to destroy ourselves we don't have to destroy what's good we can just keep cultivating good right we can do the work with ease we can flow and when obstacles come rather than destroying ourselves we can say actually the Jaguar Shaman brand, you are actually really wonderful. I really like it. Yeah. I really appreciate the beautiful JPEG that I found and I used on my website. I know that cool. sound silly, but, you know, those sort it. of things of like, hey, you know, I, I, I really feel gratitude for that. I feel gratitude for what this energy gave in my life because without it, I wouldn't be able to give this now. And so, mm-hmm. although I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to be so with that brand i am opening a new business in the next month pm art studios my new podcast is going to be called visions of a medium because i'm actually really shy <laughs> i'm really i'm a really introverted person i'm a cat right and i don't speak about my mediumship stuff as much as i speak about my psychic stuff because the shamanic stuff is everywhere right for me anyway, like, I am very public about it, I have been, I had a brand, you know, I've been doing, I've been been a therapist and a teacher for a while, but it's more kind of, how can I help other people who are on a mediumship journey feel normal, and how can I also help anyone, no matter what age, cultivate more creativity in their life, feel okay in their life, and learn how to co-create, and just follow my journey too because i know i'm going to receive obstacles and i just thought it'll it be fun for them to watch me as i transition and see what obstacles i face and any insights i get i can give it and and that's where i'm at if i'm honest i mean and i and i sent you i'm working i've been working today on a on an illustration for my new podcast visions of a medium and it's a black cat and i sent it to you guys it's not she's not completely finished she's nearly finished And it's my deceased grandmother's spirit. (laughs) She's in that cat's eyes. And yeah, I'm just, I'm seeing what's to come. Mm -hmm. A lot of, I'm just, I'm also painting canvas right now. She's next to me, she's not done, but it's a jaguar. It's a Mexican jaguar. So this canvas I'm creating, it's a collection called Animal Guardians, including rain, the reindeer, which came from my drum. I've got a few collections coming. I've got another collection called Unicorns of Andromeda because I I, I do work with star systems, mainly Orion. And at the moment, I'm just obsessed with unicorns. I've been illustrating a lot of unicorns. So I'm hope I am in it's in my vision to create an oracle deck and many oracle decks and journals and womb journals and worksheets for people. So all the practices that I've been giving. They're not going. I'm going to be creating like workbooks, but with my art that people, anyone can purchase, and oracle cards and prints and, and bespoke work as well. So, if anyone's got any animal guardians, I can channel them. Any deceased, I can channel them. I can create, whether it's an illustration or canvas, I can create for them. Or whether it's just they're sold, I can just channel and I can create. Love it. Yeah, That's it's
1: amazing.
0: beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it's right where you need to be. And I think, I think what's beautiful about your journey is, you know, it's very your channel is very clear. You know, you you are being gifted light codes from the universe. I I don't even know how to even better say it, but and there's a stream of consciousness that you can just you. It's like fishing. You can, you can do whatever you want. You know, once you set your mind to what it is that you want to do, and that's what's so fun about this creative play, like you just listed about 10 things that you're going to be able to offer, and it's because your fishing rod's big, right? And the the universe is going to gift you exactly what you want. You know, you are a master manifester. So
2: yeah, and but the thing is, it's there for everyone. Exactly. This creative energy is there for everyone.
0: Yeah. And and everybody needs everybody needs those inspirational people to step up and show them that it can be done. You know, way showers are a thing. And housing Jaguar Medicine, that that is the action piece. That is, and and so because you can take action, it automatically makes you a way shower. Right? Like you're okay with people watching your journey as you stumble and learn, which is so courageous. You know because so many people are worried about even picking up a pencil to start and they're already sabotaging themselves and you're okay with presenting exactly how you are online so people can see it can be done and thank you thank you for your mission and thank you for saying yes because it's big
2: yeah thank you Well, thank you for seeing me but thank you for seeing it because it's not me right right exactly and and it's true because I'm not going to lie, it's scary. Oh my god, scary. I am so scared. Of course, but I wake up scared yeah. every day. Yeah, <laughs> there's this brilliant book, and I have to talk about this book because it's inspired me. It's by Stephen Pressfield, and it's called The Art of War, mm. and it's for and it's helped me as an artist because I I'm also a writer, and I I my aim is also to write my books, but I, and I've been so scared to write my books. <laughs> Just so scared. That's the truth. And just, and it just talks about this resistance that we have. And every day I wake up with this resistance. Every day I have a block. Like, for example, today I woke up, I did my yoga, and I thought, oh, this is going to make me feel great. Mm -mm, I was scared. I was like, no, I need to create this illustration for my podcast. And then I thought, no, okay, I'm going to go to the cafe. It's a great place and i'm gonna draw and then i drew and i just didn't like it i thought oh this is not this is not what i'm seeing right now i need something else and then the block shows up the doubt comes up the fear comes up but then it's like hang on you didn't and then i just say to myself you didn't get inspired by just creating one piece of art it's a practice right the inspiration comes as you're doing it so i'm thinking hang on I bought these new art tools yesterday. Let me continue experimenting. It's okay. I don't have to make it so hard. I just keep going. And then for the last two hours, my grandmother came through, and I've been creating this. And I've sent it to you guys. I just wanted—I wanted mainly just because I wanted to you to reference what I've been creating the last two hours. I'm feeling. I speak about it, and I love it. It's perfect. She's not done yet, but oh my goodness, I've been using these watercolour pencils. And I even said this to my partner yesterday. I said, there's nothing that makes me more roused than art stationery. Like, <laughs> yeah. in a way of, like, it bursts so much creativity in me. And he goes, he goes no, I think pronomics more than me. Like, you are just so excited right now. And it's that play of, like, hang on. The play comes because you're not trying to get perfect. And when other people can watch your journey... I think it allows, for me anyway, I want people to watch me, for example, I want people to see me not done up as I am, because that's human, right? I'm not meant to be perfect. And I had this huge paradigm when I first started getting public about five years ago, I would get all done up when I was on social media, for example. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't good for me. It didn't make me feel good inside. And I've got really sensitive skin anyway. And I've have this, this big change happened in me where I realized, actually, I stopped relating to people because I was trying to be perfect.
0: You're putting I was on a trying mask. trying to
2: cater too much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, for me, I thought, no, hang on. I want to create a podcast where people can see this transit now because I want other people to see it's possible. I want other artists also to feel inspired, but I want everyone to kind of, I want to be able to relate to anyone of all age because that's something that's deep in me that I feel it's kind of like, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can make a difference in your life. Like if there's something you really want to do, you can follow your dream. And I just want people to see that because people in my community, who have been following for a long time know that when i came back to london i started this art page and i was gonna draw these goddesses no it got deleted after a month did not work and they know that i've been changing so much and i used to feel so insecure about that that's the truth i used to feel like oh no are they gonna think i'm just flaky are they gonna think i'm not serious but then i realized hang on no no that's the part of the process Exactly. i'm now serious because it's hit. the channel's in the mission's there yeah so why not let people come into my life and have fun with me you know exactly. laugh with me and see when i make mistakes and see what i'm working on and i don't know where it's gonna go but I, it makes it feel less scary for me as well if i'm honest it makes me feel more kind of at peace with living with that fear every day where I can take that next step and feel okay with being scared because I don't feel like it ever goes. I mean, it can't anyway, primarily, like biologically, we, we have that in us. It doesn't. But if, any, if I can pass on any form of inspiration, it makes me feel also at home to know that I'm not the only one you know, being that Jaguar, because all of us are in this life. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every day, but all of us face that, right? So mm-hmm. I just think if I've seen so many inspirational people, like you guys, right? You're doing so much inspirational work. And I've been watching so many other inspirational people and Stephen Pressfield's Inspirational Book. And I just think, how amazing is it that we actually have people doing what we want to do? Just that alone I'm so grateful for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, I for It
0: it, <laughs> it has it has been an honor and a pleasure to hold yeah. space and watch you transition over these last couple of years. And I think it just came full circle to have you on the podcast as our first person that is not part of our book and, and all of this. So the action that you took and the timing around it was epic and that's one thing that i think people really need to know that when you get that hit take a chance and reach out take the action yeah, you know if, if, if you're feeling it in your body and you get the green light that's the universe going hello it's time to do the thing and so I'm i'm just really glad that you reached out and i'm yes. sure this is not going to be our first time talking so
1: yeah
0: we yeah. really hey, appreciate you, you. Joining us on our podcast and spending time with us, I love your story yeah, and
1: it's I inspirational. It really is very, yeah. very inspirational, very uplifting.
0: Yeah, and it's I a beautiful yeah. story. I'm excited to watch your journey continue.
1: Yes.
2: Thank you for having me on. Well, well, you know, you guys are coming to mine.
1: Yeah. yeah. My illustration yeah, is
2: done and it's <laughs> uploaded. We are Yay. recording. Awesome,
1: right. awesome. Um,
2: I have a million questions for you guys. You a million of them but just thank you for having me it's beautiful it's yeah beautiful. it was yeah,
1: connect. it was our pleasure and our honor to have you. Thank
0: you yeah and we will see you soon and and so much luck and blessings on your on your new adventure we nice. will be watching
2: <laughs> <laughs> all our love
1: <laughs> all our love all right and to the listeners we'll see you on the next episode Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. The best way to help us spread this message is to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: If this episode impacted you in any way, share it with others. Post about it on social media or put something in the comments.
1: Also, check out our website for upcoming events and books at www.roarrevolution.com. All our gratitude and love. All our love. See you soon.